everybody. Welcome to the Park Flyer Podcast. I'm Michael from Arizona. With me always are my good friends, Jay from the hills of Texas. And AK Mike in Texas. And we uh, are glad to have Mike back. Uh, last Yay. episode, he was uh, off doing some other stuff. I think you were traveling. Uh, your daughter got married, I think, right? Yes. Very good. She did. Congratulations. Very exciting. Yep. Very good. So you uh, took a trip, I think, to Alaska. That's correct. It was yeah. probably one of the best weeks in Alaska I've had. I mean, like Ever? the weather was. <laughs> I mean, like the weather was just like tremendous. It couldn't oh, yeah. have been any better. It yeah. started raining the day we were leaving. Perfect. Oh, you know? well, there you go. Perfect. We don't need this rain. We're going to leave. That's it. And, there. and you brought it to me because uh, it's been raining cats and dogs here in Arizona. Yeah. So. We, we've yeah. had a little bit of flooding ourselves. Yeah. It's been crazy. Texas. Yeah. It's been uh, quite, uh, we call this monsoon season, and it's, uh, it's quite the monsoons. We've been raining. As a matter of fact, uh, the last couple of days, it's just been torrential rains. So I had to go work on my tractor and drag the road so we could drive up and down the roads because I live on a dirt road. So it kind of washed out some of the, you know, the road. But anyway, it, uh, the, some, some days are beautiful and some days are not so beautiful, but, um, the, uh, topic tonight, so to speak is uh, CA to the rescue. We, uh, I went out and flew my, uh, 3d aero venture infinity wing mini and uh, I had such a good time with you that I flew it that I took it out to the club to kind of do my own thing. And I told Jay, hey, I'm going out there to fly it. And I think, Jay, you were you were getting geared up with such a good report that you were going to go out and do the same thing, right? Yeah, my battery showed up. Gym. My battery showed up finally, and uh, I charged them up. Wait, and wait, it's, the not leads. A 2200 ba- it's not a 2200 milliamp battery? Not nope, even close. It's a thousand. Oh, come on, Eric. <laughs> I mean, come on. It's a 1,000 milliamp battery. Actually, if you get the oh. bigger one, it may be a 2200. I'd probably have to buy the bigger yes, one. Yes, the, the, the bigger one yeah, takes a 22. So. Okay. You All right. Okay. You're, you're back in my good graces. Yeah. Anyway. So, yeah, you went out uh, with Jim. Yeah, I went out with Jim, and I, I got to made my plane as well. So, it was very exciting. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, so anyway, the, uh, the maidens went really well, and then we decided to fly them again so i took mine to the club and uh needless to say uh if you're watching our youtube channel at uh you know parkflyerpodcastyoutube.com you will see that my infinity wing is now in pieces because <laughs> oh i launch... thought that was just like pre-assembly you're saying no. that's not really oh no okay. it was assembled before when you and i flew oh. it, but now it is disassembled uh, and this would have been, uh, it was kind of really crazy. Um, matter of fact, there was a couple guys, uh, out there and, um, I, I went to go, you know, fly it and it's the first time I've flown it at the field and, you know, you and I flew it. I let you toss it and you did a really good job there. And I flew it around a couple, you know, once or twice. Uh, I got my new batteries. We talked about it on the last episode that, uh, you know, it was getting ready to go and we had a really good maiden there and I was all excited about flying this with the new batteries. I charged them up, went out there. Right as I was going to toss it, I, I launched it with my flying hand, which is something I normally don't do. Normally, I fly, normally I launch airplanes with my throttle hand, not my control aileron and rudder hand. And for some reason, I 
don't know why this particular day I actually had it. I was carrying it around there and I always have my thumb on the throttle. What I should have done is swapped and had, you know, the throttle because normally I'll like move the throttle with, with my lip, you know, kind of put it at a little half throttle and then toss it with this one so I can control the elevator and rudder. I mean the elevator and aileron. But in this particular time, I just put the, I just put the throttle on and then just launched it with my right hand because I'm right-handed. Now, anyway, why, the tail why, why section. You, why were you throwing it? You, you had guys at the um, field, There were guys. You know, it was one of those just weird things. I was standing there talking to everybody. They haven't seen me in a while. You know, everybody was kind of discussing stuff. They were really intrigued with the airplane. So I was answering all these questions. And they were getting, they were getting their airplanes put together, but they had all stopped putting their airplanes together so that they could talk to me about this infinity wing. And I was like, Oh, well I'll just go fly it right now since you guys are, you know, all standing around. And so I turned around and started walking up to the field and I go, someone want to launch it for me? And I just kind of said it in passing. But at that time I had my back to everybody because I was walking to the flight line and everybody had gone back to just putting and reassembling their airplanes, getting ready to go fly. So as I got up to the flight line, I turned back around and nobody was behind me. I thought somebody would have followed me out there. But they were all busy with their heads down in their own airplanes, putting their wings on and their landing gear down, all that kind of stuff. Because, you know, there were two or three turbine jets that were about to go fly too. And so I was like, oh, well, they're all busy, right? So I just figured, meh, I'll just, I mean, it's no big deal. I, Mike launched it last time and it launched really well. So I was just like, all right, I'll go to half throttle and I'll just throw it out there. And I don't know what I did, but as I extended my arm and I kind of tossed it above my head, kind of like, not a baseball, but just kind of like throwing it. And when I did, the tail of that thing hit my wrist right as I let it go. It hit my wrist. And when it did, for some reason, the airplane just pitched right up. And I hammered at the throttle. It went up. It hung there for a second. And then it flipped over on its back at full, you know, at full throttle. And so I jerked the throttle off. And now it started coming down. And, and I got it between the fences and it pancaked on the ground. So it didn't it didn't hit nose like didn't just nose into the ground. It actually pancaked uh on the wheel and wings level cuz I got it back. Uh but it hit hard enough that it busted the tail and it broke the motor mount off of the airplane. And so, so everybody heard it. the test of physics. Yeah. So it was one of those things. I, I didn't really quite know what to do because, you know, this goes back to uh, what Eric was talking about. If you ever got it slow and nose up, that it's going to spin into the ground. And I was really nervous about that. So I, you know, I tried to shove the nose over. I tried to get it to launch. There's just enough power with – now, this is where things kind of are crappy for me because if I, if I would have had the four cell in there and I hammered the throttle, it would have just gone skyward. I would not have had to worry about it. There was so much power. Now, I would have burned it up, I think. <laughs> burned up the ESC and the motor. So it would have been a nice smoking thing. But, it but it been, would, Yeah, and it would have been a smoker. But in this particular case, it just had enough in that 1,000 milliamp that when I hammered it, it just it started to go up, but it just didn't have enough to get it vertical, like to go vertical without any forward speed. And uh, so it just kind of ran out as it uh, you know climbed up about, 10 feet or so and and uh, but with it being that high and then coming down it could have just hit the fence and i maneuvered it enough to get it to kind of i just didn't have enough to pull it out of the bottom and it just kind of pancaked on the ground 
So anyway, I busted the motor mount. There was a couple of parts of the wing uh, that came loose. Uh, the the amazing thing to me is that it came loose on all of the all of the, the joints. joints. Yeah, yeah. So there. So so I came home and I got me some uh, medium CA and I just ran a bead around all those and I started piecing it all back together. And so uh, most of it, you know, it's pretty amazing. You can kind of see if you're on our YouTube channel, you can see it, but. There's a little white mark right here where I put some CA or some um, um, accelerator on there. And then this section down here came off uh, and I, you know, kind of where it, where it turns up at the very end. And I glued all that back together too. So I, I'm really impressed with, uh, you know, the fact that it, I was telling Jay after I, it happened, I was like, you know, what's amazing about the way this thing layers itself is that when it broke, when I put it back together, it matched perfectly. Like there was no, uh, you know, it's just a seam because it's, it's the way it lays it down, right? It, it, it goes over top of each other. So it creates this little rhythm. And uh, when I glued it together, it was just that little piece. I just put it in there and it fit perfectly. So there was no gap. There was no, it, it didn't even look like it was broke at that point. Unlike foam, right? If you hit foam, foam tears, and then and when dense. you're stuffing the foam back in there, yeah, it, you you don't have the perfect fit. I mean, it'll fit, but then you're kind of like smushing it together. But this actually, it just kind of pieced together, and I was like, oh, I just ran a bead of CA, sprayed a little spritz, and then you know just held it, and it's it's kind of back. Now the downside to it is I did break the motor mount. So if you can see right here, um, for those of you on the YouTube channel, you can see it, but. If you're listening to us, a motor mount piece is kind of broke off. And then there's a section on the tail that actually broke that I'm going to have to fill in. And Jay suggested I use like a little dab of. Yeah, five minute of, epoxy. Uh, epoxy or something to just kind of on there. So the tail is a little bit, you know, you can kind of see it moving right there. Um, but I mean, I glued it back together. The CA held it, um, you know, and even on the bottom, you can't really tell other than where it kind of cracked. But. Um, but I need a front, I need the new front piece. And so I had to, uh, basically send Eric a, uh, a picture. I told him, I was like, dude, I am sick to my stomach that this thing did that. Cause it was literally the very first flight of the day. I was the first one up to the line and it just ran out of my hands. And, you know, when I hit myself with it, I was just like, this is so stupid. I should have just waited and had somebody else launch it. It would have been fine. But so now I'm, uh, soliciting Jay to print me out some new stuff. And I've got Eric uh, kind of looking at his box to see if he's got a new fuselage for me. But so anyway, I came home to, uh, <laughs> to tell Jay about it and hear, hear his, uh, his story, which sounds very typical of my story. <laughs> well, it so. was just, uh, it was kind of funny how that worked out. Cause yours happened, I mean, like a day or two before, right? So you told mm -hmm. me that and I printed mm -hmm. your stuff out and then I was going out to go fly. So I'm, I was a little nervous, you know, because I'm just like, okay, you know, I'm remembering everything that Eric told us about flying the plane. Right. I, um, the biggest thing for me was just trying to get the weight and balance just to get the CG right. Cause I, I'm reading the notes of what I have to do. I'm checking it out, but still the plane, because of that weird, not weird, but because of the shape of the wing and where you mm -hmm. have to measure it, you know, you, you get, I have, I had, I got out my CG balancer and stuff and, and, uh, I'm checking it out and it's, I get it to balance and then all of a sudden it goes forward, you know, and I'm like, okay, that's, but it, you know, kind of goes like it was nose heavy. I'm like, okay. 
I put it back again just to double check it. And this time it goes the other way. And all of a sudden, boom, the tail falls like it's tail heavy. And I'm like, oh, that's weird. I haven't, I haven't moved anything. So then I started moving the battery around. And, and uh, you know how you just start thinking about things and playing with things? And, you know, I was just kind of weirding myself out. So finally, I get the battery in there and I get it in a position. And I'm like, okay, I think that's balanced. And so, but I still wasn't 100% sure. Got out to the field right. with Jim. It was pretty nice in the morning. So I, I get, you know, finally got up the courage to fly. Jim gets out there to throw it and we're talking about throwing it and stuff. And Jim does this beautiful throw and the plane goes off and I'm flying, you know, and I'm, I'm flying. Well, first we threw it over the grass, the high grass out at the field, right? So we throw it over the high grass and I, you know, get it going and I get it up about three mistakes high and and I'm kind of sorting out the trimming and everything. And it, it's trimming real easy. And then it just kind of gets in a groove. And it's just flying really nice. And uh, just then the wind started to kick up just a little bit. And I, I'm turning into the wind. And the wind gusts. And all of a sudden, the, the nose of the plane just kind of goes, whoa. And I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. That, that, wasn't, that wasn't cool. <laughs> The nose just yeah. picked up like that. That it shouldn't have been doing, you know, because the plane was traveling at a good rate of speed. Yeah. And I go, you know what? There's a reason why, you know, when Eric put the plane together, he put the tape. I mean, the uh, uh, the uh, Velcro where he put it. Right. And I, I went, you know, he probably put it there for a reason because he's put, you know, he's put together a thousand of these things. He knows where the Velcro goes and where the battery should be in the plane. And mine was further back than, you know, where the the Velcro was in the sense. And I went, you know what? This plane may be tail heavy. Uh, it's flying okay, but it may be tail heavy. I'm going to go ahead and land. And so I kind of set the plane up, got it into a good profile. It just kind of came on in, landed like glass on the, on the ground. Uh, my, um, you know, on mine, I have the folding propellers and that just worked out yep. beautiful. The plane it landed great. And Jim's like, wow, that was fantastic. You know, that plane looks really cool in the air. And I go, yeah. I'm going to move the battery up because he was like, why'd you land so soon? You know, was there a problem? And I go, yeah, I think the plane's tail heavy. I'm going to move the battery up. And so I went ahead and moved the battery up. And now I'm feeling confident because the launch was so smooth, was effortless, um, wasn't a problem. And I'm like, okay, with the battery forward, if, you know, if it was flying a little tail heavy with the, with the battery forward, it should fly even better. I shouldn't have a problem. You know, we get out there and Jim goes, well, you want to get over the grass? And I go, no, after that, you know, uh, being worried, pff, the plane flew off so good. I'm not worried about hit, you know hitting the grass or being over the high grass. Right. And um, and Jim said something. He said, "Remember the Frankenten." And I was like, "What?" And uh, <laughs> and I said, "Well, let me go ahead and launch it anyway." And um, yeah, and he said, "Yeah, remember the Frankenten." And I and I and he went to toss it, and uh, the plane did almost like your story. He went to throw it. It went straight up. I don't know if it hit his yeah. hand or it didn't get out of his hand right and i'm kidding about the frankenten because if you remember from my other stories I, i've right. crashed that plane like eight a, times a ton of times right so uh <laughs> so anyway um the plane left his hand went straight up like you just said you know i i you know it was already at full throttle got up to it got up there started the stall um flipped over on its back i cut the throttle I got it to come out, you know, it came out of, it came out of the dive and it pancaked on the ground and just, yeah. you know, broke apart. Yeah. Um, mine is sitting, you just see the, 
little bit of the yellow there sitting on the, the ground over there. Right. Yep. So uh, same, similar type of breaks um, in the sense. Um, I don't, I don't think I'm going to, I'm going to attempt to glue it all together. I may not have to print out any parts. I did. I didn't get as, you know, any damage like you did in the nose, the nose cone yep. section, yep. The, the, yep. the motor mount. It was more, it was more breaks along the wing and, um, and the fuselage. So I'll see, uh, just how bad that is, but I think I can pretty much, I'm going to go ahead and try to attempt to piece it all together and glue it together. So, but it, it was really for the moment for that one flight that I flew it, man, it flew, it looked so good in the air. It sounded great. It looked great. You know, so I don't know what happened, why, you know, yeah. why it did, you know, Jim threw, it wasn't like he did like a super crazy throw or anything. He did a similar mm-hmm. throw to the last time. It just, he had it more, you know, 45 degrees and it just, you know, I don't know how, if he threw it or he just caught it, he had it too far back and it went up. I don't know what happened. Right. But uh, it, it did very similar to what you said. So um, I think pretty much as um, Eric has in his guide, you know, his PDF file, you just have to do a gentle throw, level 10, 20, maybe degrees if that, and just mm. do a, a straight ahead throw and that's it. No, you know, not trying yeah. to put any power behind no, it. No nose like up, no, yeah. No yeah, well, you know, like stuff. if you throw like a little small EDF, you know, you're trying to hook it to get some, you know. Yep. Yep. You know, to get some speed up and air over the wings where this thing really doesn't, you know, it, it produces a lot of power. It just needs a nice right. gentle throw to kind of get it on track and, right. you know, it'll do the rest. The, the big thing that I was worried about was that uh, I didn't have, a, you know, like when you're flying wings and you want to have a little, um, not dihedral, what do you call that when you have reflex? You want to have a little oh, reflex, reflex yeah. in the elevators yeah. or something? I was wondering mm-hmm. if I might need that, um, you know, even though Eric didn't really anything in the in the notes about you know having to have you know two degrees of reflex or any of that kind of crap mm-hmm. um i i was worried about that i was i was worried it was gonna you know kind of head for the ground when you first threw it but you know i didn't have that problem but yeah it mm-hmm. it was disappointing because i was just it, you know one at least you got several flights out of yours you know so well, yeah maybe maybe one yeah. more flight than i did <laughs> but you know <laughs> Yeah, it was a little disappointing. Uh, and the, and the second thing is, and I guess this is the weakness of these three D printed planes. If that would if that plane had been a foamy, it would have it would have survived. It, you know what I mean? It wouldn't have. Yeah, wouldn't have I, I'm not. Yeah, you know, I mean, this it wasn't like this didn't survive. It survived. It it's not. No, in, no, no. It did. But if this no. would have been a balsa airplane, it would have been in multiple pieces. Oh. I guess that, that is you know, true. or a fiberglass airplane. This thing would have just shattered, you know, and then the repairs would have been much worse than just using CA to kind of put the pieces back together. Right. But you know, the other thing is this is modular, so you can print out just one piece. You know, like if, you if like, that was the I part need the motor that, mount, yeah, that's so true. You just, you know, yeah, at first well, when you showed the to pictures, go buy a whole it, fuselage. Yeah, when you first showed your your damaged pictures and stuff, I just thought it was just the you know the worst part that was shattered was the cowling and was your motor mount because it looked like your motor mount, right. you know, that the firewall was perfect. I, you know, you couldn't tell yeah. it from the pictures and you didn't say anything. So at first I thought, wow, that's great. It was just those two pieces, <laughs> you know, took me an hour, printed those parts out and, you know, had them in the box sure. ready to send to you. And you're like, oh no, the firewall broke and that first <laughs> right. section of your slodge is, Yeah, you know, exactly. You know. One of the wing mounts broke, you know. So, but you yeah, know, the difference um, is too, though, is that I was on, uh, on asphalt and you were on grass. And I think that that well, you know, I I was in the center of the the my flying field, and it is dry as 
all get out. Yeah. So it was the equivalent of concrete. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. Well, maybe that's why. There. You think so, if you would have been over the tall grass, it would have been different? Uh, it would have it helped, but, yeah. you know, it, who, who can say? Who can say? Really? Right. I mean, right. it would have it helped. The tall grass would have helped, but, mm-hmm. you know, I probably would have still done some damage. Yeah. Now, here's some interesting things that I did find out um, from another... Uh, I, I was, I think I sent you guys the uh, pictures of this guy who was developing a new EDF. His name's, uh, Rene Rosen Traeger, and he's mm-hmm. developing this new SUXO, uh, mm-hmm. aircraft EDF, and it's a lightweight PLA EDF. And this guy is serious when he's talking lightweight. I mean, he's designed this thing to minimize weight wherever he could. I mean, like he designed like his landing gear for the plane and it's all, uh, out of, um, uh, carbon fiber, carbon fiber rods, this, that, the other thing, you know, and you know, so he's saving grams wherever he can. Now he, um, for building his plane, he was, he, he stumbled across this technique and it's kind of unique to this 3d printing, which is kind of cool. Like I said, this 3d print stuff, um, it's using this foaming, uh, plastic. All right. So mm-hmm. it's not like, a, you know, when you normally have the plastic, it's like a layer line, then another layer line melts and attaches to the first layer line and goes over and so on and so forth. Right. Well, with mm-hmm. this, with this one, depending on the temperature, it foams. So instead of the layer line being, you know, 0. 0.000, um, you know, it foams. And so now it foams due to the temperature from 0. 0.000 to, to 0. 0.3000, you know, you know, in height as depending on whatever temperature you want or more. So it creates this like sponge, you know, think of it like a sponge, you know, it's, it's kind of puffing up like that. Um, or it has that structure as opposed to a solid line um, right. or plastic. So the cool part about this is you sand like, so you have your, your wing or your, your fuselage body. And if you were to take sandpaper, sand it, so think about a, a sponge, right? It may be solid on the top, but if you sliced it, just sliced off a thin piece of the top and peeled it back, mm-hmm. well, now it's all, there's all holes and stuff in there, right? So uh, like normally, if you were just to pour epoxy on top of uh, something that was printed with, you know, this plastic, it would just right. kind of sit on the plastic. It wouldn't give you much strength. You know, there would be the little layer lines and it would, might fill in the layer lines, but it, that wouldn't give you much strength. You know, it would just add weight. It would be hard, or you can sand it smooth, but it really isn't giving you functional strength. Well, with right. this lightweight PLA, as this guy, this guy Renee, kind of discovered, once you sand off the top, and now it's become all porous, and now you pour epoxy on it, well, now the properties of where epoxy and like um, fiberglass, why you get the strength from it, you know, is because the epoxy can get in amongst the, the, the weaves of the, uh, the fiberglass the or fibers. The, uh, the carbon fiber. And that's where it's right. getting its strength. Well, right. now that you've opened up the pores of that, of the plastic and now, now the epoxy gets in there and fills in between the stuff. And now you get, you know, really good strength. And this guy has a, uh, in his video, he has a, um, uh, like, uh, a tail section or he has a, you know, a wing or whatever, one that he's sanded, put epoxy on, sanded it again. And then he's putting like lead shot on it and he's pouring lead shot on it, lead shot on it. And he's showing the difference between the two. And it's pretty remarkable how much the epoxied 
uh, lightweight plastic is compared to, you know, the other piece that didn't have epoxy on it. it it's quite substantial. So I'm thinking here for either repairs or for fixing this thing, I may be trying a couple of those techniques. So we'll have to see next time we, we get on, you know, how that, how that works out, but it's pretty remarkable. And I'll, I'll leave a link to, you know, where that guy's doing, you know, his planes are pretty cool too. He's like I said, he's making this lightweight EDF. That's pretty cool looking design. And he's making a uh, sea harrier with uh, vector oh, thrust, cool. you know, with uh, no, not vectored thrust, uh, vertical, a, v, a VTOL. Oh, a VTOL? VTOL out of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, but all mm-hmm. lightweight, all within, you know, which is just really cool with this whole 3D thing. It's just, just amazing that he's able to design all this stuff. Anyway. Yeah, that's crazy. Very cool. It is very cool. That's, uh, I'll have to tell us how that works out. So, um, CA worked for me. I got most of it other than the fact that I need a new front end piece, but that's about it. So, well, I, I'm thinking, but I may from, try that technique on the tail. Yeah. I'm thinking, I'm thinking for the, uh, now, uh, Eric also told us that you can use, um, used dryer sheets and I CA some. Yeah, uh, for some. fixing, for fixing certain things on the air. Well, not just these planes, but also for your, uh, foamies as well, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and it, it, I had a little dent and I, I tried it on that and it seems to work. It's pretty cool. But uh, I'm thinking between the two, uh, you know, techniques, or at least for these planes in the future, mm. being that, you know, you have breaks along certain layer lines or whatever, it seems to me that you'd be able to reinforce certain parts of the aircraft using those techniques, right. you know, right. to help reinforce them. Now, the guy, like for the tail section that he was working on, the guy weighed the pieces before and after, and with the, with the epoxy and the sanding and everything... It only added two grams to that, two or three grams to that, to the, you know, to that tail section. And really that's uh-huh. not a whole lot, you know, when you're not thinking in the overall about the scheme old, of things, yeah. two grams. Yeah. So uh, if it gives that much strength and it's only, you know, penalty of just a couple of grams, I, I think it's well worth it. And then, like I said, you don't have to do the whole entire plane. You can just do. Key points. Know, yeah. Yeah. Either mm-hmm. where you join the, like, since this thing likes to pop apart where you join it, you know, every time you mm-hmm. join a section mm-hmm. and that's where you seem mm-hmm. to have breaks, you might want to, you know, you might want to strengthen it right where you have the joints, where all the joints right. are. Right. So well, now all we have to do is to uh, uh, get Mr. Barslew, uh, you know, some plastic so he can print something out and he can be enjoying it. He could be having tails. Maybe. Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> Why would I have exactly. a tail? Whoa. Well, you know, well, I don't feel like there's any faith right there, Jay. I mean, it might be deserved, but I still don't feel like there's any faith. <laughs> well, you know, misery loves company, so that's all I'm saying. I mean, I, d- I did crash Mike's uh, uh, L29. I mean, L39 sitting right there. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't say I wouldn't say I crashed. I'd say I didn't land it well. Uh, that's a nice way to put it. Yeah, you, well, you well, landed a little high. You, you landed a little slow and high. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, as a matter of fact, you can't see it, but the uh, landing gear is sitting right there too. It totally ripped the landing gear clean out of there. I mean, it literally chopped the the uh, the wire and everything, so it's just the landing gear. So I got to replace that. I didn't. I didn't want it to, you know, limp along. I want it to be clean. Mm-hmm. Clean. Yep. Clean. I, you were clean at that. So I did it. Can't go wrong with that. Success. <laughs> <coughs> so yeah. Anyway, I got to get. I got to get on that. I've got some time coming off from work and. 
uh, I'll uh, I'll jump on that and get it back in the air here shortly. So I've been uh, working on my turbine and doing some other stuff along with work. So I just got to get a break. But anyway, uh, let's see. You guys find that all this week or? It's been raining here. Yeah, it's been raining here too, but we were going to try and go fly, but it just, uh, when those monsoons kick up, man, the wind goes from zero to hero, dude. It's literally dead. And then it's just like this 200 mile an hour wind. This whoa, where did that come from? So you don't want to be in the air uh, with any airplane, including <laughs> Barry's expensive turbines when that happens. He's lost one. Well, because I feel like you could probably do it with a, your delta wing, your tough mm, wing, maybe. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> if it was a delta <laughs> wing, you probably do it. It would be. Actually, you know what? Jay and I flew uh, a few years ago. Remember in the park, we had the, uh, the um, Phoenix 2000. Oh, yeah. And no uh, they had a big monsoon that came in, and uh, Jay's like, "Hey man, I think this will fly." And we tossed it, and that airplane sat in a perfect, still condition. Never, never went. You know, we couldn't get it to go forward, and we had just enough power to keep it from moving backwards. But it just sat there <laughs> in the park, and uh, we were laughing. Oh my gosh, we could not stop laughing because this airplane is just hanging there. It, it never moved. And uh, we were flying it left and right, you know, and up and down, and it just stayed in exactly the same same part until the wind quit, and then it, you know, wanted to fly again. But it was pretty funny. It was a good time, and uh, we saw. Have flown our. Uh, I think our we've flown our tough wings in Alaska under under uh, high winds. You know, we were, we, mm-hmm. we went to the place expecting to be reasonable, and the winds was just blowing. It's like, yeah, let's just let's try to have a dogfight anyway. Nope, well, just know. give it a try. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> What's the worst that. could happen? Yeah, no doubt. So, well, unfortunately, our time is up for this week. We uh, have um, kind of reached our time limit, but um, you know, we'll uh, talk more about uh, some of these techniques Jay is talking about and uh, about the guy that uh, is doing some new work. Other than that, I'm Michael from Arizona. And I'm Jay from the hills of Texas. And I'm AK Mike in Texas. We'll see you in two weeks. Let's fly.